You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Welcome to the sexy salt. What? The salty (gasps) what? No. Yes. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about our name for a minute because, (laughs) you know, I love everyone and they all love our name. Um, We are the salty sex cast. Think of this because we're from Utah, the Salt Lake City. We're salty. We're also kind of salty about the lack of sex education Mm -hmm. we receive. Salty is like a millennial term, right? It is. I never Mm -hmm. really heard it before. Like, I'm really salty about the way I was treated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love salty. Yeah. Um, Also, you know, you think of sex, you think of hot and sweaty, and sweat is kind of salty. So just think of that, mm. that hot, sweaty salty sex. sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff. Yeah. I like and it. then, you know, we're, you know, cast because podcast was too much of a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I can only take so much. <laughs> I like how she says mouthful. I don't know. I've heard you can unhinge your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> sure can. <laughs> Um, that doesn't mean I have like a limitless like gag reflex or you know throat back yeah. there. But as far as girth, yes, <laughs> depth a little bit limited on that. So listen, <laughs> before we get too far ahead of ourselves, yes. I want to go on the record. Okay. When you let the boys take over the podcast, uh huh. I wanted to roast you. Okay. Yes. And your men were yeah. terrified. Yeah, we were prepared to be roasted. We gave you permission to be roasted, and you I guys spent an hour talking about how we're goddesses. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, They're we weren't so lying. Pretty we weren't lying. Well, you yeah. guys are so Yeah, sweet. we appreciate that. But no, I, was like, I, I think, you know, you can talk about how fabulous I am for an hour anytime you want. <laughs> I will listen to that recording over and over and over again. I just thought it was so funny, because, like, well, and I, and I said to him, too, I was like, look, my sex life doesn't depend on whether or not we roast these two women. Okay? Oh, no. Does not. But. Yeah. Yours does. Well, so uh, I'm okay with you guys pulling the horns. And I think they kind of backed <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah. The, yeah. I still heard a few things. It was kind of funny. Like, oh, Mariah's going to kill me. The like, beginning I was those. very cute. Oh, it was so funny. And then at the very end, the last thing you say is, Mariah's going to hate this. Or <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I am type a and i do like to have that control mm-hmm. but i was like god do i really come off that way so i'm like hold on roasting <laughs> no. roasting we okay. are roasting yeah we okay. were totally roasting i had to like because uh, mariah i don't down. think it was me they were afraid of so <laughs> <laughs> your men were afraid of me yeah <laughs> that's great we i had i had been i spent weeks writing notes like i had scripts oh my god yeah Let's i had, do this I had a whole we have thing to get... do it again soon okay well you gotta you just gotta look we're you gonna know, have a ro- bu- roast the host roast the host Ooh, made for our birthday party i feel like i should open a business <gasps> in utah yes. called roast the host yeah that's a great idea okay Ooh, i like that all right let's do it are we talking about the birthday party yet mm, in a minute okay stay tuned listeners <laughs> all right um, so i just wanted to go on record with that but i will let you guys have your show back okay thank you so much you're peach <laughs> <laughs> yeah face. we've had such a gracious guest just hanging out as we're all yeah, bullshit right so now. patient <laughs> so bailey yes, would ma'am. you like to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners yeah of course um my name is bailey i lived in louisiana for six years during which i did a lot of sex work it was what worked out great for me um, mainly I did uh, sugar babying and that was a lot of fun. 
Um, now I am working at a um, post shop. I do graphic design and uh, I just draw a lot. I haven't done sex work probably in a couple of years. It just doesn't really fit into my schedule. Okay. Yeah. So what made you originally look into sex work as an option for you? You know, this, this might sound a little bit like it's backwards, but you only want to do sex work when you have a little bit of money on the side because the easiest way someone can push your boundaries mm. is if you need the money rather than going, you know, I would really like that handbag or I'd really like to pay mm. an uh, extra month on my car or whatever. Instead, you're like, oh, if I don't suck this person's dick, I can't make rent. And suddenly mm. you're going to violate your own boundaries as well. So when I wanted to start into it, it was mostly because I was working as a server. I had really odd hours. I was going to school and I wanted to maybe see somebody once or twice a week and just make a little extra money. So your recommendation is always do it as a side hustle. Yes. I would never, never recommend to somebody that they would try to do this if they didn't already have a little bit set aside. Okay. Because desperation does not make you an attractive sugar baby, for one. And for two, it's dangerous to you. If, yeah. if you're mostly interested in you know keeping yourself safe, which you should be, um, you don't want to be put, putting yourself in a position where that would be a problem. That totally makes sense. What, what does make an attractive sugar baby? Like, what are some of the things that... The boxes that we want to check. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it leads me to, sugar baby should be the career for me. Just oh. kidding. <laughs> actually, I, I actually made a page about so, that. So I think that a lot of people, and I guess we should define what a sugar baby is yes. for those listeners who oh, yeah. might Let's not pull have back heard of this term before, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so a sugar baby is going to be somebody who trades sexual gratification for some kind of compensation. And you may say, think that that sounds a lot like a prostitute. And for some people, they're very similar. But sugar babying to me, the big difference is the focus is not on sec sex. It is on companionship. Mm -hmm. It is on giving somebody a really good experience. Like if you've ever been dating somebody and you're like, ooh, I'm going to put this really cute date together and I'm going to go do this thing with them. That's kind of what you're doing, but from the bottom side, from the receiving side. So for instance, oh. um, I had a sugar daddy that all he wanted was to take pictures of me and tie me up. <laughs> there was no sex. One time, one time he had me write lines. He, he, the, he was the only sugar daddy I had here in Utah. The others were in Louisiana. And um, it, was, it was never really about the sex. I think we had sex one time and it was because I wanted it. What did you write? Oh God, um, it was something from Miss Manners or something. What is that huge book? that they use in etiquette schools. Do you know? No, I have no idea. I've okay. Never been to an <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to an we etiquette school. We missed that course. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Salty sex cast. <laughs> yeah, so it was a huge book, but he just ripped it open to a page, and I, it was something about how to how to appropriately set up your boss's desk or something like that. Oh. Like, it was from the 50s or 60s, back in the day when they were just like, oh, no, no, you have to behave this way. <laughs> Oh, so wow. specifically towards that book was specifically oh, yes. geared mm -hmm. toward. Wow. It, it was used wow. quite a lot in um, charm schools and finishing schools for a very long time. And I'm just saying global warming has gotten worse since we've stopped using that book. <laughs> That's well, a really you, good point, Brady. We <laughs> I'm appreciate just you. You know, I love you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, right. So what does the compensation generally look like? It's really going to depend on you and the particular sugar daddy. So for instance, um, you may have a sugar daddy. Like this is, this is an example I use a lot. Let's say you really like baseball and you would never be able to afford um, nice box seats, whatever those are called. I don't do sports ball. And <laughs> um, you meet a guy whose family also doesn't particularly care for baseball, but every year for Christmas he gets those box seats and he has a season pass. 
if you go and sit with this person and watch baseball games and have beer and just, you know, have a generally good time, that is absolutely a sugar baby situation. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, I put my dick in you. Here's $500. Sometimes like my, one of my friends in Louisiana, I won't, I won't say her name, but um, she, she was specifically more interested in going on cruises, going to see the opera, going to do things. Experience, mm-hmm. trade for experience. Yes, because okay. she was like, I can pay my rent. Yeah. I can buy my own food, but I can't take myself on a cruise to the Bahamas. Yeah. I will so sign she, up for this. She goes for, <laughs> she goes for a free vacation mm-hmm. with companionship. Yep, yeah. exactly. And there are a lot of people that do that. <clears throat> um, there, uh, Of course, there are people who... Let, let me back this up a little bit. If you have a person who has a lot of expendable money and cannot keep a sane person next to them, Mm. regardless of that, there are reasons. Sometimes those reasons are going to be that he just doesn't want to date. He doesn't have an interest in, you know, sustaining a relationship. He just wants to see someone for sex and for companionship occasionally. It could be that the guy's just really socially awkward. It could be, be that he's fucking creepy and has bodies in his basement (laughs) it's it really depends so you have to be able to use your own judgment to talk to a person look at a person and go okay uh, this thing we're doing works for me and for them yeah yeah Hmm. obviously so uh let's talk about like okay i hear sugar baby yes and i think this little like Barbie doll looking. Yes. I said little, but I didn't know why. I don't mean like little girl. (laughs) Right. But I mean, baby, you do kind of think of younger. Yeah. Like a 19 year old who's still in college with fresh, fresh new boobies or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And that's honestly not what a lot of guys want. Mm -hmm. When, when most guys are thinking about people in their lives that they'd have sex with, they're probably not going to be thinking about a celebrity or anything like that. They're going to be thinking about the women in their life. And that's true for a lot of these guys. They don't want to be wanted by somebody who came fresh out of a box. They want to be wanted in a very human way. Realistic, Mm -hmm. real connection. You can have that. And a real conversation. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes my sugar baby dates were literally just me sitting there going, oh, is that what your daughter's doing these days? That's lovely. Wow. Well, you're obviously good and with conversation. Oh, thank you. I mean, you you can connect with people. You're not just sitting there like, yes, I'm a, a, what do we call them? Pillow princess. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, starfish. You know, yeah, it's starfish, right? <laughs> you're not just sitting there, like, you know, and stuck up. Like, right. you're relatable. You can hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. You can have fun. Yeah, I'd be paying for someone to come and have a conversation w- with me, too, if it, I enjoyed it. And exactly. it wasn't like this, like, is this over yet? Can I get my money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I felt that connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's kind of like paying for a part time girlfriend with no expectations. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, and, and that's a really nice gig on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, the guy doesn't have to worry about a lot of the emotional baggage that comes with relationships. Yes, and especially if, like, a lot of the time with these guys, if, if they're not the body-hiding kind, um, they... The well, what? The body-hiding <laughs> body kind. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. The, the kind that have bodies. Gotcha. In, in the, the basement. Understood. Yeah, Under no, the I, floorboards. I thought there was like a, a slang term I was missing out. <laughs> like he feels like he's a little chunky, so he wears no, a shirt when he no, gets in the pool. No, that was a throwback joke. Gotcha. Yeah, Break. Yeah. yeah, no, I missed it. That's my Attention. Bad. Sorry. Crap, that's I okay. Where I was going with that. Uh, so if, if the guys aren't, oh yeah, if they're not, kind. if they're not creepy, 
typically they're doing this because their job requires a lot from them. If they're making a lot of money, they're probably working 60 or 80 hours a week. And they don't have the time to care about your feelings, just mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah. And if that's an arrangement that works for you, that's great. Exchange. Like, for instance, when, when I did Sugar Baby, every time I did, I had a partner. And my partner knew about it. It wasn't, it wasn't something I typically did when I was single just because I didn't want to get emotionally attached to anyone. Mm-hmm. And that can be a very dangerous game. Because yeah. an, another thing as well, typically with a Sugar Baby situation, what the guy is looking for is a sense of conquest. So what will happen is he'll come after you for maybe two, three, four times, and then you'll never hear from him again. It hmm. is very, very difficult to get a guy who wants to Long continually term. give you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of the time when that happened, it was someone who was had a fetish, like the, the rope guy I was talking about earlier. There were a couple of feet guys that I knew. Feet people are interesting. <laughs> okay. How so? They have such specific interests. Like, um, like they're feet. Well, no, no, no. Even specifically within the feet. Like, there was one guy who was, I told him I had my feet tattooed, and he was, like, super into it. He was like, yeah, give me those alt feet. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're so funny. I love it. And, um... And I'm then putting he, alt feet in the, gro- yeah, in the glossary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, alternative styled feet. And I remember he, um, he looked at my feet, and then he went, oh, I thought your second toe was going to be longer. Oh! <gasps> And I, and I was like, nope, I just got these flat Greek-looking feet. Sorry. Oh, my god! And then he was like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. That's so funny. So he wanted your wow. second toe. Yeah, he wanted. He said it was so delicate to this this one of your foot, your foot fingers yeah. um, to do longer. And delicate. I was like, I did ballet for a long time. That was not going to happen. Uh-huh. That was Everything's flat and jacked up. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but, yeah, oh. in, in looking at what a sugar baby looks like. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that you have to look exactly like Barbie because who would pay for something or someone, sorry, someone who didn't look exactly perfect or anything like that. And nine times out of 10 with the guys that I was with, even if I felt like I wasn't the cutest girl that they could have had from the site or anything else, it was always about the connection. If you Mm -hmm. walk into a room and you hold yourself like a queen, people will treat you like that. You teach people how to treat you. And that is 100% true for people who are paying for a service. They don't have to know that you... Say that louder for the people in the back. Yeah, please. (laughs) If you walk into a room and treat yourself like a queen, everyone else will too. You teach people how to treat you. It is so true. It starts within you, for Mm -hmm. sure. Oh my gosh, (laughs) if we could just teach all teenage girls that. Oh, for sure. For sure, because um, I would not recommend uh, sugar babying for anybody who has really soft boundaries. Low self-esteem. Or low Mm self-esteem. Or anything where somebody could kind of neg you into a position of doing something you didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, Like, a lot of guys, this is something I hated. If a guy said this the first time I saw them, I would never see them again, hands down. And it was, well... How am I supposed to know I like the car if I don't get to test drive it? Oh, fuck. And I'm Gross. like, um, no, actually, because I'm sitting here in this room with you right now, this is the test drive. And, and I'm not a car. Uh, yeah, I'm also a human that. being. Yeah. 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 So Although, cool. if I had to say, my pussy would be an Audi. So. <laughs> um, but there, a, lot of, a lot of the guys, like, I had really, really good experiences with a few of these guys. I also had some horrifying experiences. Like, mm-hmm. one guy that got angry with me for uh, telling him he had to wear a condom. And then left me in New Orleans. <gasps> wow. What? Yeah, I was in a graveyard. He was trying to make out with me in a graveyard, which is already weird. Yeah, I was going through a goth creepy. phase, and he was into that. So yeah. whatever. But I was like, yeah, um, so if we're going to do anything like that, sorry, you've got to 
get that wrapped up and he freaked out and got into his car and drove away and i was like all right cool i guess i'm gonna uber home good thing he gave me two hundred dollars i guess wow yeah and there there are some guys that like um there was one guy that i met and it didn't end up working out with him even though i really wanted it to because by the time i got off work would be the time he was getting home and all this other stuff (laughs) um but when we sat down at a date and this was like a (laughs) real date almost um he just slid an envelope across the table and he said this is $300. This is just good faith money. I want you to know that I am serious and I value you. Wow. And I was like, hi, sir. How <laughs> yeah. are you? Hello. <laughs> because it's, as long as you don't treat the sugar daddy like mm-hmm. an ATM, Yes. you can always say, hey, don't treat me like a sex object. Because once it becomes a tit for tat kind of thing, yeah. it just isn't fun for anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nobody wants to be thinking about the financial give and take that is happening when you're trying to enjoy an experience Mm -hmm. like if you went to the opera and you had to pay five dollars every 20 minutes that would be really distracting (laughs) that would be like oh crap i guess i don't want to see the rest of this yeah because you know you don't nickel and dime something you want to go and do yeah like when whenever i um would work with a sugar daddy we would have a sit down at the Mm -hmm. beginning and i would say okay listen if you want me to come and see you i need a minimum of say three hundred dollars depending on what they were going to do and um if you want me to come see you when I am working, you have to pay double my work shift because one, I am taking a chance that they are not going to want to rehire me because I was working in food service. And two, um, you're keeping me from making my money. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to make rent and do this thing. Otherwise, it's not actually that helpful. Yeah. Right. So. so you get to set the term. Oh, yeah. And that's what I would really appreciate. Honestly, if I was paying for someone's companionship, it mm-hmm. was like we understood where each, um, you know, and it, like you said, it kind of takes that emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. that awkward, um, is she just using me for my money? Because yeah. now I know, yeah, and I'm willing to pay for this. Mm-hmm. It's okay instead of like, you know, does she really like me or does she just like my money? Right. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. she likes this, but, you know, kind of thing. Obviously, it's it's already just out in the open. You have to actually right. be more honest in that type of a relationship than anything else. It's yes. kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you especially have to be honest just because you are working with somebody who is going to presumably have access to your body, right? Whether or not you're actually going to have sex with them, they're enjoying your body. That's mm-hmm. the point. Even if it's just your warm self being in a room with them and they're not alone, you, that's still what they're paying for. So a lot of the time you have to kind of walk in like, like you are dripping with gold, like you are the luxury item that they are paying for when you walk in because they don't know that when you're at home, you eat spaghetti with your hands or whatever, you know, <laughs> like they, they don't know that you're actually a, a really greasy punk that lives in the sewer. You, you clean yourself up and you go and you, you know, look really nice and mm-hmm. you speak nicely and everything. And then they get the experience they want because that's what everyone is looking for when they spend time with another human. They are looking to get that experience. Mm -hmm. And with these guys, a lot of the time, if you like, imagine, imagine the headspace aside from the guy who is doing this because he doesn't have time. Let's assume we're not talking about him. The guy who is doing this because he just can't get companionship. Mm -hmm. The guy who maybe is on the autism spectrum or maybe isn't very good socially just in general, or Mm -hmm. maybe hasn't really learned hygiene things well enough to keep a person or, you know, things like that. What you're doing is you're making that person feel valued, wanted, and seen. Wow. Being seen is the big, big part of it. Because when you are being sexual with somebody, 
it is a it, it's a connection on both ends <laughs> and uh <laughs> and um it's i, I don't want to go all like woo hippie jargon bullshit but there's a spiritual connection that happens because you are being very intimate with somebody and when you're paying for that you don't want to remember that and so the best thing you can really do as a sugar baby baby when you are working with a sugar daddy is to in general speak and act as if this person is higher than you while still maintaining your boundaries without losing that sense of self Mm -hmm. because what they're paying for is to you know feel desired to feel chased to feel wanted and as long as you can provide that and as long as they always feel like they are getting a new challenge like a sexual challenge from you usually they want to do it yeah you gotta pay play a little bit of that cat and Mm -hmm. mouse type game and yep yeah Mm -hmm. i really love that you brought in that spiritual connection Mm -hmm. i mean we talk about that a lot when we talk about sex work and human connection and it really is yes you're exchanging for some type of financial good or service Mm -hmm. But it really is because this is just a general human need. Yeah. Um, so I love that you put that in. Um, you kind of talked about, you know, $200, $300. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious and yes. intrigued of You, you want to know my prices? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it really depended. Um, it depended on the guy and what he did. Um, if I would have to go and meet them, if we had to do this in public, if I had to host them, which typically I, you should not have to host a guy who is mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and nine times out of 10, I would probably go for about $400 for about four, maybe five hours. And if it was longer than that, I would just um, request a little bit more. Now, there, there is something interesting, too. Um, the only sugar baby relationship I have been in where money was always on the table, something we always talked about was actually um, a, de- a degradation kind of humiliation type thing oh, okay. where yeah. like the only time I asked for money was while his dick was in me. That financial dominance uh-huh. thing, right? Yep. Yeah. I have a friend who's done this before mm-hmm. and she's made just a ton of money. All you have to do is be mean and ask for more money. And yeah. I'm so good at both. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I need this job right now. Right? Kidding, wow. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know where I was going. With that. No, but that's a really <laughs> unique story and a, and a unique spin and mm-hmm. something that like, you know, when you don't think about that, I love it. Um, so I'm curious yeah. too about yeah, tell me. Like the, the transactions. Did you usually get the money up front or on the back end? That's usually at the end, usually what would happen, um, unless it was a guy who wanted to pay at the beginning and just never talk about money. Cause some guys, uh, they don't, they want to pretend it's not there. Okay. They want to know, I'm only going to have you for this many hours. I'm and only guaranteed gonna, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And so I had to be the one to kind of watch clock and be like, okay, we're coming up on our time. I do have to go, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so you're like a therapist. A little almost. And in some yeah. ways I kind of was. There were there were guys that just had issues about connecting with people. And they didn't feel like they could connect with someone in a genuine way. Mm. And so in that way, I kind of felt like I was training wheels almost. Mm. Where these guys would, you know. Learn how to date. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there, was, there was one guy I remember where, I can't even remember what he said to me now. But at the time he said something kind of offensive. And I was like, do you? you say that on your dates and he was like well yeah and I was like don't do that (laughs) ever (laughs) and you know it it can be kind of a fun teasing teasing kind of thing like I've I've been with guys who are younger because like not all the sugar daddies are like 80 years old and ready to die like that that's (laughs) not the only type you can use or get sorry oh gosh um 
a lot of the time it's going to be guys who are in most of my clients were between like early 30s and early 50s I think that that was about where I hung out just because I'm not going to have sex with anybody I don't already want to like and and I would say that up front I was like if I have sex with you it's because I'm enjoying our time together and you have wooed me not because I am just like, all right, let me take down my pants and get it on with the job, you know? Yeah, right. it, it, well, they, they can tell that. Like, mm-hmm. anyone can. I'm like, yeah. Mm, would you be doing this? Would you be interested if I didn't have money? Do mm-hmm. get that question. <laughs> um, sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> I have gotten it before. And the most tactful way to answer that is I would only be spending my time with people who appreciated it just as much as you. Oh, you are good. That's really good. <laughs> so I watched a documentary once about truckers. Yeah. As random as it's going to sound. And one of the things that they talked about as like the documentary went on, they, mm-hmm. they interviewed a, a prostitute who worked at a mm-hmm. basically like a truck stop whorehouse uh, in Las Vegas. Her words, not mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that she talked about was uh, like that that conversation being more valuable than the mm-hmm. sex sometimes did you did you often find that with customers like i mean i hate to say customers clients, clients. yeah uh, but in the sense that like i mean sometimes you know they had ideas in their mind but once they actually just had the opportunity to talk to somebody their attitude kind of change i don't i don't know if it went so deep as like life-changing advice so much as i was doing the emotional work to help them with self-esteem you'd be surprised the amount of guys that are doing this that have really really low self-esteem and um, there were guys that, I'm trying to think of one of the conversations I had with um, one particular gentleman. He, um, one of his big things was that he was always so busy that he was not able to be involved with the BDSM community. And he wanted somebody who had been involved with it as long as I had. At that point, I had been involved for maybe six or seven years. So all he wanted from me, which this really kind of borders more on um, being a pro-dom, he just wanted to be silent and follow me around parties. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> you want me to beat you too? Cause we will go down that road. And a lot. You were just like his end of the parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, I would go to the parties and he, he would just stay behind me and people would be like, who's that? And I'm like, he's don't not anybody. He's a fucking slave. Yeah. Go yeah. Yeah. Don't, like, <laughs> don't talk to him. <laughs> he is, he's a garbage man. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot of the time, these connections that they were looking for were mostly based in wanting to be desired, seen, and wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that what makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if you are having to constantly be interviewing new guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a lot. Right? Like how, how many hours per week do you think you were actually investing in mm. getting that, you know, six to maybe 600 to $1,000 a week? Yeah, and, and sometimes I made pretty good money especially yeah. like when I was working at um, a restaurant in New Orleans proper where I was making a lot of money because it was a tourist trap and doing that girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> my eyelashes and nails look so good <laughs> um, so I would Priorities. say for real um I would say I probably spent 15 hours total just doing the work not the dates Mm-hmm. but just doing the work like checking in with the guys and actually setting up dates to go and see them and that kind of thing like did a lot of them expect um, does that texting? include like vetting and like i mean do you mm-hmm. do background checks or anything you i never did any kind of background checks so what i what i did as far as safety was because i'm not looking to die 
I'm not. I'm, no, <laughs> especially in Louisiana, you can throw a body into the bayou, and gators will have that done in yeah. an hour. Like they, they will never find your bones. So, um, what I usually did was I had two or three friends that knew exactly what I was doing. I would send them a picture of the guy because I always went to places like um, seeking seeking arrangement, where th- if the sugar daddy has to pay to be on the site, you do mm. not, mm. and that keeps guys that just want to like pay it sixty dollars and not actually pay you and then just hang out with you and hopefully get sex that's that's not what i'm here for i'm not doing the real dating thing i'm doing the thing where you give me money yeah right and um oh my gosh i lost my train of thought right there i'm so sorry safety yes safety thank you um so as far as the safety goes i had an app on my phone i really wish i could remember it what it was called but it was basically a dead man switch where um i would say okay this date's going to last say four hours at four and a half hours my phone will start vibrating and shrieking and if i don't hit a button to say that i am safe it will text all the people Mm -hmm. in my phone and say hey i went and did this thing here was my last known location here's who i was with and i might not be safe right now can you you, please did you let your sugar daddy know that Mm -hmm. yes 100 percent. i was i was always very upfront about like if i had to be on my phone or anything like that i'm like yeah i'm just letting know my safety contacts know that i'm okay that kind of thing. And if they're a good sugar daddy, if they're somebody who doesn't want you in their basement, yeah. <laughs> they'll then allow that. They'll allow that. Yeah, of course. They're going to understand because, I mean, it's only girls that are raised to, you know, learn about how to keep men from hurting them, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. if, if they're knowledgeable about that, they will definitely make sure that you are safe. Mm-hmm. Safe right. date? Huh? Safe? Was the app called Safe Date? Yes. I think so. Oh, yeah. I, I have heard it. of that. Yeah. Good, Good job. For Good Google foo. <laughs> Anyone talk- listening, check out Safe Date. <laughs> yes. I, I really liked that one. Let's talk about the legality of it. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of, like you were saying, borders on prostitution, yes. which is illegal in most states. Yes. So how do you get around that? Um, a lot of the time, it had to be in cash with me, just because it's I can't be tracked. I'm not going to get taxed on it, that kind of thing. Um, but... I also would tell them if they had to do it via like uh, a card or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it had to be labeled as taxi money or Uber money. Hmm. And um, I also, let's see, the, the cash stuff, I always kept all of my cash in one specific place. So that, because again, I was a server, so I could just say, oh yeah, that's just tips. my tips from the last few months. That's where yeah. I keep them. Yeah. So I'm, I, I assume that if I had like actually been caught with my pants down, um, the, <laughs> do, you, do you like my rim shot there? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. You might have to redo that later on at closer to the microphone. <laughs> um, but to had I actually been caught with my pants down, I assume I probably would have gone to jail for prostitution. I personally did not know of a way to get around it, except that in texts or messengers or anything like that, it was I never talked about money during those times. Yeah. It was and only face to face. Yeah. And so unless it's an undercover cop or something. Mm-hmm. And even then you could say to your sugar daddy, like, you are paying me for the date. Yep. If I have sex with you, that is my choice. Exactly. We are I'm not exchanging sex for money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's always what I would say is that, listen, I'm not going to have sex with you if I don't want to, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to have sex with anybody. I don't want to. You can't make me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, if I'm choosing to have sex with you, then that is a validation that they're actually seeking. If they know you're not freely giving the sex, but they've somehow earned it, which was that also made a more it desirable mm-hmm. sugar baby. Yep, it sure did. So we, you talk about the men a lot. Mm-hmm. Or did you ever cross paths with a sugar mama? No, I did no, not. I'm just um, curious. But yeah, they do I would exist, love to. Right? I don't think that they do in the same sense. 
it's it's a lot I think the exchange easier. is different yeah it's a lot easier for a woman to find a guy to have sex with than the other way around i feel like what or about a woman, a woman who is seeking a lesbian a woman. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um oh. i i am bisexual That's and i would have loved to have a sugar mama that would have been so much fun because i've had female dominance and stuff before and that's been super 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 fun um, but a lot of the time, if, if you are going to get a female sh- or a sugar mama, um, she's going to be more interested in having someone on her arm. Mm. She's going to be more interested in having someone with her for activities and dates. And usually they're going to be looking for a guy because I, d- I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I find when I am out in public alone, it's like people see me when I am with a guy. It's like I go invisible. It's like my, mm. my vessel is password protected or something like they don't see me. Yeah. And I, I get the feeling it's very similar for sugar mamas who they just want to have a guy with them so that it's they a are security thing mm-hmm. more thing than anything. Oh, yeah. that's an interesting. Yeah, I could totally make money being like date security. Like if you just want to go out and get pizza <laughs> and not have people ask you for your phone number, I'll just like walk with you to the pizza place and then <laughs> stand in line with you and act like I'm your date. Yeah. My husband's done that so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we've gone out with friends and it's like been a single friend and we're like, yeah, just come with you or come with us, come with us. It, for mm-hmm. some reason, it always ends up being my husband and, like, five other women. <laughs> and I just say, like, he's just security. Oh, like, I tell gosh. everyone, he's he, just security. He looks the part. Oh, he does. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what he looks like. So he's I assume, like, Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah. Like like a blonde Terry Crews? Like, so Be- uh, blonde he's, bearded? He's bald. Like bald. So Terry Crews in Idiocracy? Or? <laughs> I don't know. What no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. No, he's 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 a Norwegian Terry Crews. Yes. Oh. He's a Viking. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Bitchin'. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail that <laughs> no, with no, like, God, totally I should totally sell myself for like date security when I'm bored at home at night. Just like, just be, you just call an Uber right? and I'll come pick you up and take you on a, so you can get your pizza without being harassed mm-hmm. or whatever it is you do. They're creepy people here. So I, I yeah. imagine that would go well. What introduced you to sugar babying in the first place? I honestly just wanted to see if I could do it because at at the time I was having some self-esteem issues, but financially I was kind of okay. Like I was getting my school loans and I was living in a place where I could afford to, you know, put a little aside and everything. But, um, I just wanted to see if I could wield my sexuality in such a way that other people could not resist it. Would you describe your experience as empowering? Sometimes. Um, a lot of the time when I went out with guys and it was a really good experience, I felt very empowered. I felt very strong and very desirable and like a walking goddess type mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> um, but then when there were guys that either had a very misogynistic view of sugar babying where they were just like, well, yeah, I'm basically paying for you to be my bitch. So oh. that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Your or, property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can be into that. I personally wasn't. Yeah. Except for the one dude. Because <laughs> let me tell you, having to say, please, can I have $500, daddy, with a dick in your mouth? Primo. Yeah. That's very <laughs> primo. That, that does sound really Especially hard, if you get the 500 bucks. Like, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know you know that thing in your panties, a little, like, pocket they yeah. have? Yeah. yeah. He put my money in there. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's genius. Oh, yeah. It was very good. I, w- I was, yes. Yeah. That's super Do you know hot. the pocket? Yeah. I always wonder what you guys keep in there. <laughs> It's originally, wasn't it originally meant so you can roll toilet paper up in case you get oh, caught? Really? Un- no idea. I, I just keep my drugs and money in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was a weed storage thing. <laughs> I was like, you don't even wear underwear, Pamela. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of material. Um, what was some, so you described the, the creepy guy yes. in the, um, oh, what 
is it called? Mausoleum. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because Um, all the dead are above ground there. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, because oh god, the water water table is so gross. Mm -hmm. Ew. I call. I actually call them death cabinets because you get put in a cabinet that you share with three other people, and after ten years they push you to the back and resell it. (laughs) It's true because your body, they like the sun beats down Mm -hmm. on these little like. some, they're made of some kind of stone. Yeah. I've right? And it. so, it, uh-huh. yeah, it gets so hot in there that they just, just incinerate. Well, body goo. Fun. fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the Sexy Podcast where Never we talk about body goo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was supposed to go, but then Corona. Oh, yeah. Oh, when were you going to go? Corona. Well, when? No, when? Like uh, right uh, in like March. Like April or yeah. something. Yeah. When yeah. March, you, April. When you go, finally, make sure that you do like a walking tour of the cemeteries. They're yeah, pretty we, cool. So we had one booked. Yeah, the whole thing. Mm. I've been through yeah. Louisiana about a thousand times in gotcha. a truck, but I've never been there in like the daylight or when I could stop and do things. To have so. fun. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, that pocket in your underwear has a name. What is it called? <laughs> it's called the gusset. Oh. Ew. Well, that doesn't just apply <laughs> to underwear. A yeah. gusset is That's any kind of. This uh, shape in fabric when you add it to usually a crotch or a side of something. Yeah. A triangle uh, yeah. type for those who are not watching us on yeah. but Patreon. But you should be watching us on Patreon. <laughs> Gussets are made from cotton. Us on Patreon? Yes. Oh. While synthetic fabrics can contribute to UTIs and other yes. things. Yes, that's true. Cotton does not. It's a mm-hmm. natural fabric. And that's why your panties have a gusset. Interesting. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Brady. I'm so glad I know that now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very good. Brady to the rescue once again. All right, <laughs> back to Bailey. <laughs> so, um, one of one of my very very favorite things that I went on a guy or went wow okay went um, on a guy <laughs> yeah Ooh. Yes. um what do you pay you for that <laughs> you know I can't really describe that here I assume you want to monetize this right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a filter he's like what there's no filter i I, I was joking um (laughs) this guy it was real first of all i am i am not typically somebody who does fancy things um i just don't so i had to meet this guy at a really nice restaurant i had to like remember how to eat with all the forks and spoons and like (laughs) how to sit properly and not shovel food into my face like i'm five and um, he and I just had really, really wonderful conversation. Um, he found out I was an artist before I actually went to the date. And he brought me a bunch of art supplies. Oh. And I, I'm just like, I've never been on a real date and had a guy do something like this. This yeah. is rad. That's yeah. awesome. And he and I probably went on three dates. And um, he ended up, um, there was a girl I was working with. I don't remember her name. But I told her about sugar babying. And she was like, wait, people will just pay me for my time and my body? And I'm like, yeah, and you're really cute. Go do it. <laughs> and um, she ended up uh, being a nanny, which is how they got around the money thing, for um, his very, very young kid. And, mm. yeah, it worked out a lot better for her than for me. But the guy was super nice. I just loved him. He was so sweet. She that's says awesome. he still has my the drawing I made for him on his grill oh, shoe. Oh, that's sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, like yeah. You so you've had some really impact. great experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, there, there's obviously been people who are awful, but you're going to find yeah. that anywhere you go. True. As, as long as the, the problem is almost never allowing someone to hurt you. It is allowing them to stay. And so as long as you are able to go, you know what? Nah, that's, that's over my boundary. You, this isn't worth my money. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be able to do really well in this. It seems counterintuitive to have so many boundaries and so many things like that, but you not only is it going to keep you safe, it is going to ensure that this person treats you with respect. Well, they'll respect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they respect when someone says, no, 
but thank you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you can, like, okay, you can well, be direct and tactful. And then also, right. as a reminder that I still am my own person. Mm-hmm. And, and a even, human. Yeah, and even yeah. if you're offering, you know, these dollar signs, I get to still say no. Mm-hmm. I get to. Yeah. Um, so that's a really cool reminder, too, just that human humanity part of it mm-hmm. human is what i was trying to say <laughs> but then i realized my brain you was were trying to say humanity humanity i was like hummus, up a word. but with people <laughs> okay. no that's what the guy that keeps the humans down in the basement <laughs> makes. Ew. he waits until they're nice and ripe and then oh <laughs> you guys were oh, did God. you just make a cannibal joke I like did. the looks you give me for my jokes and you're making cannibal jokes you're never going to eat hummus the same way. It's kind of skin color, too. I don't too. eat hummus anyways. <laughs> it's just beans. You don't? No, I'm not a fan. He doesn't eat vegetables to save his life. No. No, I like I'm vegetables. Just I just don't like them when they're ruined. Well, those are strong opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'd like he just doesn't. I have, a, I have a problem with some textures, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about <laughs> okay, sugar okay, babies, yeah. not the candy. <laughs> oh, my God. The beautiful women working their clients. Sure, sure. Yes. What are what are the ways that you could tell the difference between the creeps and the good potential sugar daddies? So usually when I would talk to them online, there were a few things that I would look for. Um, number one was any kind of automatic expectation before we had spoken. So if, if usually when you go and see them for the first time is the first time you sit down and you go, OK, when we talk about this, um, here's what I mean. You know, when I say I'm okay with oral sex, here is what I mean. Here are the expectations that I have of you. Here are all the ways I keep myself safe with other clients and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to this guy before you've even seen him and he's already automatically assuming that you're going to go and spend the weekend with him or that you owe him sex or anything like that, that's already going to be a negative thing. That's a big red flag. If he's just like, hey, you seem like you would be a really interesting person to spend time with and I would like to meet you and see if we're a good fit, Mm. then that is somebody you are going to want to make time to go see. Because somebody who is just going to have sex with you, pay you, and then never see you again, some people like that. But that's, that's much closer to prostitution than what I preferred to do. And not uh, sex work is great. Every kind of sex work is great. Prostitutes are not lower or worse than sugar babies in any way, shape, or form. It was just just not your jam. Yeah, it was just not really my jam because I I didn't. I was good at sugar babying because I didn't want to make an emotional connection with people. Mm -hmm. Like I could I could have an intimate connection with them without making a friendship. Okay. All right. And intimacy without that still feels like the chase. It still feels like you're being conquered. You know. Mm. Um. Good experiences, bad experiences, you know, triggers, things that kind of like got you through it. Like you were yeah. like, nope, I'm done. Have you ever walked, stopped a date and just walked out? So instead of hmm. cemetery guy, you were the cemetery. Oh, guy. yes. Just, <laughs> just, leave, just getting up and walking away. Um, no, I never really had to do that. Usually if I met them, if we got to the point where I was meeting them, I was already pretty sure that they weren't going to be creepy or crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but if I got there and there were red, like red flags, it was usually just me going, all right, you know what? I've had a wonderful time with you. I would love to speak with you later in the week and see how this goes. And then leave. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, he's already got three or four girls on the hook. He's already trying to get with three or four girls. So if I don't call him back, that's not a big deal. Yeah, he's it, not going to even notice. Mm-hmm. If he does question it, then I can go, well, you know, what you said and what you did here really made me feel uncomfortable. And I'm not really comfortable continuing this relationship. Do you, yeah. ever, do you ever get a second chance? Like, have you ever given a second chance after, like, an apology? Like, well, I re- really didn't mean it that way. And I No. Okay. 
Smart. I think that's a good policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how like the look on your face completely <laughs> changed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't do second chances. Okay. It's um, especially in that situation. Yeah. For sure. Just just because like. It, once somebody knows they can overstep the boundary, yep. they're going to continue to try. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Especially if they feel like they can get more for their money. And if that's the mentality they have, me and my body need to be nowhere near them. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Um, do you ever put a number on the men that you've seen? How many? I don't even know how many people I've had sex with. Um, that's okay, girl. Neither do I. Yeah. I mean, you don't <laughs> have okay. to. I was just kind of curious. Let's see. I, there were only two guys I met out here. One of them was um, the guy that liked uh, tying me up and wanted photos and stuff. And I still have some photos from him. Um, I saw him two or three times. Um, and then there was one guy I met one time. And when I sat down with him, he was like, well, just so you know, I'm cheating on my wife and I have five kids and I don't believe in the church anymore. And I'm oh, like, well, that sounds like you got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I'm going to go. Are there a lot of guys that are just using sugar babying as a way to cheat on their wives? Sometimes, partners. honestly, um, I, I get the feeling there were a couple of guys that I had seen that were cheating yeah. and I probably shouldn't have done anything with them, but without concrete proof of any kind. And I'm not going to go digging through so their you know stuff. They're married and mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, cause permission or not, would you have just been like, nope, if they were married, if, the, if, if consent was involved, if mm-hmm. it was just straight up, like maybe the wife or is asexual or maybe she's like, no, I prefer, prefer not doing that or whatever. Or maybe she's just like, hot. That sounds hot. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. Have fun. Cut queen. And then tell me about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, What'd you say? Cut Cuck- queen. Cut queen. Cut queen. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, I've not queen. heard that. I've heard cucks, but I've never heard. How about cuck cake? Oh, no. Cuck What's cake? a cuck cake? And the, it is the uh, female who is being cucked. <gasps> I've always wondered what I, because I love being <laughs> cuckolded, but like there wasn't a word for it. Cupcake. So you're a cup. Hot. You're a cupcake. Yep. Cupcake. That's so cute. We will get you a t-shirt. I have to go tell my girlfriend because <laughs> we're gonna do that next weekend. Uh, you're gonna it. get cupcaked. Yes. Hot. Come yes. Girl. Very Fuck hot. Yes. I wasn't saying that judgingly. Don't look at me like that. Like I didn't well, mean. You I was s- like. You said it incredulously. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, like I was, I was interrogative, but I wasn't being incredulous. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. I was asking a question. Yeah. The answer is yes. You go, girl. Yeah. Thank you. You are an empowered woman. We will get you a t-shirt. I'll tell you about all the sex I had last weekend. Later. I feel like we need a cupcake somewhere in this room. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. Let's prop it up. Bailey is going to produce one right now. She is prepared. Just stand it up right there. We'll leave it there. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) cock down. Knocking over the dick with my... Yeah, they can. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, <laughs> patrons can see it. For anyone who's joined our Patreon community, they can totally see her cupcake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is perfect. That is what I always so, aim for. Yeah, sorry, we got a little off track. So <laughs> we were talking about sorry um, cheating yes. and the amount of and men, the number. Um, I would say overall, if I had to take like a stab in the dark, maybe fifteen men when I was in Louisiana, and then a couple more here. Oh, okay. Um, it was it was something I probably only did for maybe eight months. But you can make a lot of money during that time. Yeah. It's, it yeah. wasn't something that I really wanted to do for a long time. It's usually something that I do when I have money on the side, but my schedule is off or something like that. So when it's, you already have money and you already have time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and right you now you have personable. a nine to five job. and uh, Kind of. of. Um, I, w- I work from like 10 to six. So almost. Okay. Um, but it's, it's more along the lines of I'm trying to focus more on my art now. 
And um, if I, say, had, like, a geisha-type thing going on where a guy wanted to watch me draw naked or something, I might do that. Um, but outside of yeah. something in that realm, you know. Brady's it's going to sound like I'm asking for myself, but I'm not. But what would you charge for something like that? Hmm. <laughs> Would it depend, like, do you, I mean, would your prices go up for a more creepy guy? Or, like, do your prices adjust for a cuter guy? (laughs) It actually has nothing to do with what they look like. My prices adjust based on how interested I am in the activity. So, if a guy is like, hey, I want you to tickle my feet and give me a hand job, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's, like, $600. That's boring as fuck. (laughs) But if he's gross. But, but, but like, paint me in oils. Yeah. Paint me in oils and enjoy my penis. I'd probably, I probably wouldn't pay, I would. Maybe a hundred dollars, hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks plus the paint. Yeah. Oils are expensive. Yeah, they I don't. Are. I don't use oil because they're horrible. I don't like oil at yeah. all. Oh. And you don't want to try to get oil off your body. No, I don't mean paint me in oil. I mean like paint me on, on a, a canvas. On a canvas. <laughs> yeah, in oil. I yeah. do it watercolor anyway. But <laughs> yeah, something like that. If I it was, was making kinky assumptions. <laughs> there's there's a unique trivia fact about a, a really popular band that I want to share at this van. Band. Oh, band. Are you band. asking permission? Yeah. No. Hot. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Brady. So there's I a just there, like saying no. There's Mariah. a song by ACDC called "Cover You in Oils," and everybody just assumes it's like dumping oil on a chick before you fool around with her. But really, the guy's like, "You're really pretty. I'd like to paint you." Oh, that's pretty cute. That's yeah. Sweet. Trivia. Brady. Yeah. Brady's <laughs> trivia cornea, corner. Ooh. Cornea. Did we just invent a new feature? Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> well, apparently. One of, one of the things that I did with one guy, he was a chef. He was a pastry oh chef in New God. Orleans. And let me tell you something. I will pay you to make me food. <laughs> oh, no, pastry chef. It yeah. was just right? like. Oh, shit. Jesus. Like cupcakes. Do you know what I discovered about myself? Did he taste like sugar? I'm just kidding. Go I on. love <laughs> men with strong hands is what I discovered. <gasps> me too, girl. This guy Look just. Oh, yeah. I, He's if rolling they don't dough have, all day. If they don't start out with strong hands, I train them. For sure. <laughs> they will by the time I'm done with them. <laughs> you should open a massage boot camp. Right. This is how to have trick your little. friends into group sex. Oh this is actually how to do a good massage that doesn't <laughs> lead to sex. Oh my god, a good massage should lead to sex, Brady. That's, That's true. That's fair. But I always get in trouble for assuming because mm. I am the only man in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> any other safety precautions? I mean, as far as like STIs are always mm-hmm. kind of a concern for everyone. Yes. So when I would always suggest. Um, this is something that I learned recently and I did incorrectly during my sugaring time. So I'd like to let everybody else know about that. Yeah. Um, when you go to get SDI tested, you are going to want to wait about a week after you've had sex with a person, because if you do have an STI, it will likely not show up on that test until about a week later when your body starts yeah. fighting it. Mm. So a lot of people, they'll have sex with a new person and then the next day go get tested and go, oh, I'm clean, and then not know they have chlamydia for the next two months or something. Mm-hmm. So the best way to go about that is to ensure that you do get tested in between each partner. Well, and then there are some things that take a couple of months to show up on yes. tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for, for me, it was always making sure I was on regular testing. Like uh, while I was there, I was always making another appointment as long as I was doing the sugaring. How often did you get tested? Um, I tried to get tested at least once a month okay. because I try, I didn't really keep that many sugar daddies just because I was not in a position where I wanted to be out all of the time. Yeah. That it, sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I'm not naturally a social person, which you would might, might not expect from this. Not yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> I'm very good at faking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she charges for that too. Yeah. I'm just kidding. 
listen, if a guy's not smart enough to know you, he's just getting pissed on. <laughs> who, am I to, who am I to say anything about it, you know? And it, I'm not going to break his world by saying, hey, guess what you enjoy? That was a squirting joke, Mariah. Yeah. Oh, I got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, keeping yourself safe, ensuring that you are treated with respect, and ensuring that your boundaries are never pushed because of what some th- someone else wants mm-hmm. is... Don't fall for that carrot dangling yes. in front mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if you just do this outside your boundaries, I'll give you a little bit more or anything like to that. To do list amount before you even like... Yeah. You, I, I have only a few boundaries for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time it was like, hey, if we're going to do a kink thing, you and I got to talk for a lot longer. Yeah. Like outside of me, just like kind of tying you up a little bit and calling you naughty or something we have to have a big conversation. Yeah, I would think that a lot of trust would have to be oh, built yeah. like mm-hmm. with the guy that just wanted to tie you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cuz um if there's a, there's a lot of things somebody could do to you when you're tied up that you don't want them to do to you yeah. and you don't get to make that choice after you're tied up. That's yeah. in their hands. So, so are they paying you while they're building that trust as well? Yes. I was um, going to say that initial mm-hmm. meeting did yes. they pay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so w- when I see them for the initial meeting, usually they're just paying for my lunch or, or my coffee or something like that. I'm not going to walk up and just be like, give me $300 for seeing my face, you know. Um, but if they did want to spend time with me again, I had to make sure they had a really good time with me. They felt desired and that they wanted to be treated like that again. Mm. And if you're somebody who really enjoys putting together experiences for people, I would highly suggest this because it was a very fun way for mm-hmm. me to figure out how to seduce men. And a lot of the time men aren't being chased the way they want to. Oh no, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Make, yeah. yeah. People yeah. feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy this pastime <laughs> <laughs> as much as I enjoy being bossy. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? You are a complex woman, Mariah. I that's am. why we love you. Mm-hmm. I am simple. <laughs> I am simple. I like money and dick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So and you're, and you're getting things. both. Yeah. Getting both simultaneously. It's not so, a bad gig. Um, do you train? I don't want to say train, but do you ever chat with other women to kind of help them prepare for this? Do you offer that service? Do you charge for that service? Um, so I wouldn't really charge for it unless somebody was coming to consult with me like once a week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, like there are some subreddits for it. There's a few tumblers for it and that kind of thing. But I... I've never been approached and asked to give any kind of information outside of this situation. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl I worked with, the one who ended up with the, with the guy who got me all the art supplies. Um, <laughs> yes. He yeah. was so cute. He was really cute too. I like, I was at first, I'm like, this has got to be a cop. He's too cute. He's too <laughs> cute. Okay. <laughs> so just so you know, <laughs> be on aware if it's a cute guy. <laughs> well, because typically if you've got a lot of money and you look good and you have social skills, why don't you have a girlfriend? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> something is up. Have you ever yeah. dated a woman? It's difficult. Um, have you looked at all three <laughs> of us? We've all dated women. Yeah. Didn't we just all say we're buying? Right. So you should understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Women are not easy. Yeah. I, I'm easy. I love them to death, <laughs> but it can be emotionally taxing. I, I really enjoy chasing after women, and I am a little bit sad that I never got to have a sugar mama situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would totally jump on that bandwagon. Oh, for sure. Fuck yeah. I'd love a sugar mama. Especially if she was actually a mama, because then you can get into the whole, like, fisting thing. And that's always fun. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> wrong podcast. <laughs> that's not what we're no, talking about. No, this is the right podcast. <laughs> no, right I, podcast, but maybe wrong topic. Yeah, you just maybe open up a chapter two. we need to come back and two. talk about fisting. We yeah. haven't really had an episode on fisting. We have not fisting. talked about fisting, and we've all been looking forward to it, except for one person. 
I do have Thank an you. And if you want to know who I was looking at, you can join our Patreon community at <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. Say it again for the people in the back. www.patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. Now, I think if you did want to invite me back for a fisting thing, I have an excellent story on how I scared the wait staff at a hotel <laughs> while being fisted. <laughs> Oh, I definitely. Want I think to hear we have room story. for that. I think we have room for that. <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, I'll go put another. Oh, this I'll, is going to no, be I'll an after hours. This is going to be a paid episode. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Where, where can they find those episodes? Mm. No, we'd already covered that. Yeah, one. you did three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so interesting. It was so much fun. I, thank I you. had all these things, all these questions, and I think you answered them so well. Oh, thank you. Um, definitely. Did you ever find any bodies in the basement? No, okay, but that's good. It's always terrifying to find like a lot of old Louisiana houses, especially like shotguns, have weird little places for storage because they never mm. really built houses with storage down there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just find weird shit in there, like a lot of underwear or a few hangers, and it's just that's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> like a lot of underwear is creepy, or a few hangers is creepy. Both. Okay. Separately. I mean, hangers in a closet. That's not really creepy. No, no, no. I'm not talking about a regular closet. I'm talking about like a little, oh. almost a crawl space, but only one foot by one foot. And oh, I, I don't know why they make these. A lot of houses have just little storage holes. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Weird. You can stick your weed in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you if know you've what? ever found bodies in the basement, <laughs> first call 911, <laughs> then email us at saltysexcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at saltysexcast. Or take and a picture. Facebook. And Facebook, but I don't do that. You'll have to talk to Mariah about that. Yeah. 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 (coughs) Well, thank you again for spending an hour with us this week. It was really fun. Thank you for spending time with me. Yeah. It was was a really interesting episode. I appreciate all of your knowledge. Thank you. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, listeners, we appreciate you. Um, We especially appreciate our our patrons. Oh, and we want to shout out to our to our two top tier patrons try sassybox.com we love you <laughs> we love you sassybox and Hope also us. carter thank you so much for carter us. thank you it was so much fun to meet you oh have you come visit so if you're a top tier patron you're always invited to our studio hell yeah i'm excited for his next visit me too wonderful it's amazing all right um everybody have a great week we'll be back next week for another fun hour of sex talk (laughs) (laughs) stay sexy and salty bye Bye. Bye. yeah and what's puberty puberty well puberty's a lot of things here's the piece when you hear about it first it sounds very strange Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.